fine. Did you see that I had a mouse in my house last night? Mouse house? A mouse in my house. So Excellent. if you see anything run by, just give me a warning, because I'm, I'm proper paranoid about where it came in, and I've been talking to the wife about potential holes and things like that. Well, you've got a cat. I know. Uh, after about 30 seconds of it trying to find the mouse, it was sat in the window looking out the window. <laughs> That's exactly the level of motivation I have for most things. The yeah. wife stepped up. I was a screaming mess, and uh, she actually eventually caught it. And I... Least. Least surprising news of the day. Yeah, I held I held the box as she put it into the box in a jumper. She didn't touch it barehanded, barehanded. And uh, then we walked down to Sainsbury's and put it in the car park because I thought it was going to like the food that they Why offer. Why did you walk all the way to Sainsbury's? I asked the exact same question. <laughs> Do you want to know the answer? There is an answer. Apparently, mice can find their way back to your house even within like a mile and a half. So people suggest you should go two miles or more away to to dispose of a mouse you've trapped. So you walked two, two miles. miles just to well, drop a mouse off? No, I walked about half a mile, but I thought if I drop it off at Sainsbury's, they're going to have loads of waste food and it'll be like, I don't need to go back to Haskell's house because, let's be honest, it's not as good as Sainsbury's bins. My dog used to run off to Sainsbury's all the time. We <laughs> <laughs> used to get phone calls. And once ran off to Mr Chips. Great. I've never been to the Sainsbury's where we live. Here? No. Not even once. What about Mr Chips? Several times. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Chips is a good place. Um, but really, this is the first pilot episode of our podcast, guys. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm very excited as well. Uh, a little bit, you know. Let's see how this one goes. That's what pilot's for. But yeah, so this show is... Is it a podcast or a radio show? I think probably podcast. I feel a little bit more normal saying that, even though I really want to call it a radio show. Uh, it's all about maybe teaching us more, us Brits and Americans, if you want to jump on, or if you're German, you know, you're welcome. We don't uh, discriminate. It's, it's true, we don't. Uh, it's just to go a bit deeper about certain NFL things, not just uh, reviewing games or saying, hey, these two teams are playing this weekend. How do we think A, you're going to do against B? Because quite often it's quite straightforward. Is that, that's probably a little bit of a bored yeah, statement. Yeah, regurg- regurgitating content. That's it. I listen to a podcast. I don't want to tell you something else. So we want to go a little bit deeper. So we love a stat. Um, it's one of my favorite things to sort of research. So we're going to go a little bit deeper in teams and players uh, to help us all have an understanding. So sometimes as well, positions get neglected and things like that. And you sort of have a surface knowledge. For me personally, big names, you know, you go straight to them. Whereas there's a lot of players who, uh, you know, wide receiver twos or threes or offensive linemen, defensive linemen don't necessarily get the... Um, the light they deserve, okay? So we're going to go a little bit deeper. That's what it's all about. Uh, but we're going to grow as we go on as well. Um, and we have a producer called Lewis. Hello. The guy who's uh, saying he needs to edit us. Uh, so he's here just to uh, twiddle the knobs and things like that and to make wow. sure we're performing to a standard. Yeah, uh, it's hard work. And then I'm with Ben, who is the most... So this is called an Englishman's uh, NFL podcast. He is the most... English sounding man. English it's true. We hired him only for that. I he knows that he knows nothing about NFL. <laughs> wow. That's... He's even drinking a cup of tea right now. I finished it's true. Oh, he's, he's finished it. He drinks very fast. Well, standard Englishman. Uh, and wow. my name is Ian, and you'll hear a lot from me, I'm sure. Um, so I'm going to run through our segments we have today just quickly, okay? So we have something called the Chosen 22. Ben, what's the Chosen 22? The Chosen 22 is our Chosen 22 players for a like magical. NFL team that we're building mm, I like it. Um, and so called Chosen 22 because there's 22 players on an NFL team in case you didn't know uh, on an NFL field at any given time that's true that's the one we are I, that doesn't include special teams so we might need to have a little special team segment just right after the, the Chosen 22 but Chosen 10, 20, 22 sounds good it does it sounds very official and really I only want to talk about a kicker um, absolutely and his name is Justin Tucker Amen. so uh, <laughs> and then after that we just talk about sort of like a main topic each week but we'll flow into that quite easy uh, we have a little bit of fancy chat uh, and then we do a little bit of a learning with Lewis because Lewis you don't know anything about the NFL 
Not really. To the extent, uh, name five teams. You could probably do that. Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, good stuff. He told me he supports them once. Yeah, I was like, it's because they've won the Super Bowl in the last three years. But anyway, that's true. Um, then the Ravens. Nice. That's my team. Yeah, that's good. I know that one. <laughs> um, now I, I'm already beginning to struggle. Okay, so I, great. I'm, I'm very limited. So as you can see, Lewis doesn't know anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to do our best. <laughs> we're going to do our best each week to teach him a thing or two. To the point, our target is to be able to allow him into our fantasy league next season. Is that right? Yeah, because that's, that's the idea. I'm not allowed this year. You'd be yeah. a liability. <laughs> <laughs> so the chosen twenty-two. I feel yes. like this could be a good T-shirt one day. The chosen twenty-two. I like to say it. We even can like considered making the, the podcast yeah. this anyway. Um, basically, it's too. We don't have enough time to go through twenty-two players and two special teamers. Um, <laughs> so what we're going to do is each week we're going to bring maybe three or four players to start fleshing out the yeah. rosters. Hopefully, by the beginning of the season, we have then the team complete. Um, even if we have to throw an eight on the last week. Um, and then what we'll do is through the season, as we're watching players and watching games and players are starting to look good or do different things, we're going to start maybe adding them into the team and taking players out, okay? So as yeah, we start the season, it'll be like our dream team, which we're trying to make gel to an extent. There has to be chemistry. We're otherwise. not going to have everyone who's five foot five in the league because that's not going to work as a team. Does that make sense? No, I mean, we I need don't to think have... anybody in the league is five foot five. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean we're not going to necessarily go down the line of having a team which just wouldn't look like it would work together okay so we're yeah. going to try and build something together which when we bring a player each we'll work out it's going to be a factor yeah. okay so Ben brings a player and I bring a player from the same position we chat it out and we try and decide who we're going to play we're yeah. on the same team at the end Great. of the day yeah okay for this uh, it's true um, so today we're going to do quarterback running back uh, wide receiver one yep and a tight end okay um, did we say we're going to keep we're going to have one rookie on either side of the ball. Yeah. And we always have to have one rookie on the team either side of the ball. Yes. Okay. Um, and, so and we can have more than one. We, we can have more than okay. one if we choose like one, but like there'll be a specific rookie spot. Yeah. Um, and so he can fit into any of the offensive or defensive positions depending on where he plays. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So we don't necessarily have to take a rookie out to put a rookie and we can take a veteran no. out. But no. Yeah, yeah. Great. Brilliant. Okay. So this is for us to get deeper on some players as well. Okay. Ben, do you want to go first on quarterback? Is there anything else you want to explain first? No, I think we should just go for it. Go for it. The quarterback I'm going to pick to lead our team is actually a guy called Russell Wilson. Um, he plays for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, and basically, he does everything. <laughs> um, he throws the ball incredibly well. Um, he, but he also just runs consistently and mm. scores any kind of touchdown. Like last year, he led. There was only one touchdown that the Seahawks scored that wasn't scored by Russell Wilson mm-hmm. on the offense. Yep. Um, that's partly because they had no rushing attack at all, but he is incredibly consistent. That's and insane. He's just magic. That's a, that's a sad stat as well as a good stat. Yeah. It's great from a fantasy perspective if you own Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> like if the Seahawks true. scored, you know Russell Wilson scored points, and so you put him in your lineup. But okay. um, he's a guy I would choose. Um, Every year, I think apart from last year, every year he played, his passing attempts went up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just shows the faith that obviously Seattle have placed in him mm-hmm. um, as a quarterback. And he's the guy that I would choose because he's also relatively young. Yeah, so he's, he's still 29. got time to go. 29. 29. Yeah, he's still got at least, you know, probably seven, eight more years, assuming he doesn't completely break down. He is the smallest quarterback in the league. Talking of small people, he's five foot 11. Do you know how I know that, Ben? I thought Drew Brees was shorter. 
No, Drew Brees is six foot. I'm the same height as Drew Brees. Russell Wilson is shorter. Well, there we go. I'm wrong. I know this because the quarterback for my team is Russell Wilson. Yes. <laughs> I, I was doing a similar sort of thing. I was looking around and thinking, Aaron Rodgers, I think, of course, you'd want him in your team, but I was trying to think, okay, what sort of team do I want? And I want a team which they just can't predict. Um, mm. Again, this guy can run yeah. and he can pass. Um, okay, so last year he, he led the league as well in touchdowns. So he had he 34, 34 touchdowns yeah. last year. There's more than anyone else. Um, he, ra- he ranked 16th in interceptions um, with 11, which, to be fair, if I've got quarterbacks from that many touchdowns, I'm not sad that he's throwing no. 16th. 11 interceptions overall. Yeah. Uh, rushed for nearly 600 yards. Fumbled the ball six times last year, which is a little bit of an issue maybe. Uh, but with that offensive line, he's getting hammered pretty yeah, quick. They, the Seahawks offensive line is not good. Yeah. Um, and so he, he had to do a lot of escaping from the pocket and kind of scrambling and running around, which is also something he's very good at. It's something that sets him and Rodgers kind of apart from most other quarterbacks' ability to do that mm-hmm. and to find people on the run in crazy unscripted plays. And it's just yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and finally, he's, he has uh, 3,275 rushing yards and 16 touchdowns over his career. That's ridiculous. Like, that for a quarterback to offer that, yeah. that is outrageous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, well, that was easy. Great. No debate needed. Russell Wilson is Agreement. a quarterback. So, the very first one where we had to choose between... We agreed. read. You, you chose the same one anyway. Yeah. I, I was going to say that whether that will ever happen. And I'm, what, yeah, that's great. I feel I'm good. There's some unison. The quickest segment ever. Well, we had a chat yesterday about one of our players and this next one and we didn't agree, so <laughs> we could argue here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to go first in this one? Go for it. So, I've gone for Todd Gurley's running back. Um, a few reasons really is just last year for me I feel like he was the most uh, I feel like he's the best running back last year obviously Zeke Willett missed some time uh, Levin Bell started very slowly things like that and Gurley was pretty dangerous straight away um, he was PFS top graded running back of last season with 92 um, he had the fourth most rushing attempts in the league um, yet he led the league in most rushing yards uh, most rushing touchdowns which is 13 and receiving touchdowns for running backs with six Second most run, rushing yards, 1,300. Um, five fumbles, again, not great actually, but he was, that was quite high in consideration with the other top running yeah. backs. Yeah. Um, but for me, he offers you a great run, a great pass option. And for me, like the Rams were so scary last year, and I think a large portion of that was because of Todd Gurley. Yeah, definitely. He brings a lot. So, so my guy, you mentioned him briefly, was a guy called Ezekiel Elliott, plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and so... He came in in his rookie year and was kind of ridiculous. Just kind of blew up. He scored, I think, 17 rushing touchdowns or something stupid. Mm. Um, but so he came into the season we just had um, and he he was eventually suspended for six games. He only played 10 of the 16 games available to him. But even with that, um, was 10th in overall rushing yards. He had 983 rushing yards, which meant over the 10 games, he averaged 98.3 rushing yards a game, which was best in the league. It was... Um, 11, 11.3 yards more than Todd Gurley did mm-hmm. per game um, you, you see if you, if you go back to last season you see the difference between um, the way that the Cowboys operate as a team um, with Zeke on the field and him not on the field mm-hmm. um, and if he, the impact he has on his quarterback Dak Prescott is insane um, I can't remember the exact numbers off the top of my head but um, the difference in quarterback rating in pass rate and all of those things that Dak had um, whilst it was on the field compared to him being missing, he is, if not the biggest piece, and at least the second biggest piece of that Cowboys team, which I don't think is necessarily true of Gurley. I think that he, he was last year, but I think that you saw um, you saw Zeke, I think, have a bigger impact on his team 
um, than Gurley did probably. Yeah, I agree. I think teams plan like Zeke is like a scary running back, and they plan to stop him and maybe to stop him only. Whereas yeah. the Rams will punish yeah. you another way if you put all your concentration in Gurley. Um, because of their head coach, they'll just punish you somewhere else. Yeah, Whereas yeah, with the, the Cowboys, they're a lot more limited. You, you don't want to have to face him because he can run through you, he can run around you, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He is he is the all-round running back and he's also massive. <laughs> Let's have him. So, Zeke, I agree. Okay, so uh, going on to wide receiver. If this guy doesn't qualify for this one, okay, I, I'm mm-hmm. putting him forward straight away for next for week's wide, <laughs> for, for a wide receiver too, okay? And it might yeah, be definitely. that his position's changed over his career, so he needs yeah, to be yeah. into this. But this guy, I look at, and I'm like, we owe it to him, okay? This is probably <laughs> going to be his last year in the... In the it's not Steve Smith, yeah, yeah. don't worry. No, no, no. <laughs> Out of retirement. No, it's, it's not Steve Smith. So Larry Fitzgerald, okay? Mm. He's an all-time great, and yeah, we need to definitely. make the most of him. I feel I like this guy, if he's not a wide receiver one in our team, um, which I'd take that, he needs to be in there somehow, okay? So uh, Cardinals, he is 35 in August. He's an 11-time pro bowler. He's third in all-time receptions uh, with a very satisfying number of 1,234 um, if he matches his 2017 total of receptions, he moves to second of all time, okay? Mad. Uh, he's a less than 100. Okay, so he hasn't has had less than 100 receptions for the last three seasons, okay? So That's he had great, 100... Yeah. his age. Yeah, That's and he had 109 last year, so he should be fine. Yeah. Uh, eighth in all-time touchdowns with 110. He can move to six overall uh, if he gets four touchdowns a season and if Antonio Gates doesn't get any, which he may now. Kind of he may injured. the Chargers are yeah. cursed. So, well, if they take him back, then he might... But anyway, he could go to sixth on touchdowns. He's third in all-time yards with 15,500. He can get second with 400 more yards, okay? In his previous 14 NFL seasons, so every season so far, he hasn't got less than 750. So he should be second second in the all-time receiving yards. Yeah, assuming he doesn't get injured or anything like that. Yeah. It's on the table. And yeah. if he does, he's staying for another season. Because that, he could do that. Say he gets injured 200 into this year. He's coming for another yeah. 250 next year. But do what they what the Chargers did with Gates because Gates last year was like one touchdown away from, they just forced from the tight end record and they forced it for like yeah. three games, eventually got it and then didn't use <laughs> and it. And then dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like unbelievable. So over the time he's received the ball 1,235 times, he's fumbled it 12 times. That's like 1%. That's insane. In his whole career, he's fumbled the ball 12 times, a 15-year career, okay? In 14 seasons of an extremely physical sport, He's missed six games. <laughs> He's unbelievable. That is right. <laughs> this guy is insane, yeah. Um, so the big if this year for him is that the Cardinals basically change their quarterbacks. But if Bradford plays and doesn't get injured, there's no worry there. And if Rosen plays like people think, say he can, there's no worry there. Because well, he's still the number one option on that yeah. team. Like, so I'm not too worried about it, but there is a little bit of movement. They might get favourites, things like that. Yeah, yeah. But Larry Fitzgerald, I think we owe it to him. For, for what he's done in, in, in front of us in the past. Yeah, um, definitely. But then even last year, he ranks ninth, ninth in um, PFF's wide receiver grades. He finished second in receptions last year, eighth in receiving yards, sixth in first downs, 20th in touchdowns, which isn't bad at all for a player who's turned, he's in his yeah. inside now, he's not on the outside anymore. Um, and he was still the seventh most targeted player in the red zone in 2017. And that's tight Good ends, deal. running yeah, backs yeah. and wide receivers. Um, he had 21 targets and he only actually caught 12 of them. Um, so yeah Larry Fitzgerald yeah I'm, I'm with you from a statistical standpoint as you said mm. second in receptions with 109 there's only three less than Jarvis Landry um, he was what was it there? eighth in yards as you said um, yards per reception he's not on the top ten there receiving yards per game he was ninth yeah um, like ahead of guys like Travis Kelsey and people like that 
Um, he, he was incredible. And, and he's like, a nice guy as well. Have you watched he, the Cardinals All or Nothing? Guy. I have. He's I fantastic. He's unbelievable. You can't wave liking him even more. Um, and I agree with you that he should find a he will find a place in our team. I don't think it should be wide receiver one. Yeah, I didn't have like a respect. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. I, I think we might as well just pencil him at wide receiver two now. Um, Do it. Let's they, save it. Don't have to do it for next <laughs> week then. Great. Save a spot for next week. Um, so for me, um, I, I think we know who I'm going to. It's going to be Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a guy who was taken in like the sixth round of the draft, he was kind of a flyer for for a Pittsburgh team. It just kind of he just turned himself into a ridiculous human being. Um, in terms of the way that he plays football, um, so um, like, so since 2010, he's had 9,910 receiving yards. That's the most in the NFL. Um, he's had 100 or more receptions in five consecutive seasons. He's the first player ever to do that in the NFL ever. Say that again. So in the in he's had 100 or more catches in the last five consecutive seasons. Mm. He's the first player ever to do that in NFL history. Um, and then last year he was first in yards. He was fourth in touchdowns. Um, he's just incredible. Yeah. And again, like you, you think of it, you think of somebody you don't want to face as a defense. It's going to be Antonio Brown because he'll beat you anyway. Like yeah. in in terms of his sight, he's not the biggest guy. You have people like Julio Jones and Mike Evans who are big guys who can beat you over the, you can like strong and determined. beat you in the air um brown can do that just as well as those guys yeah. he's an incredible route runner technician he does everything did you he's, see the touchdown on christmas day against the ravens where it's the ravens I, were I winning that that last <laughs> minute there's like four raven defenders on him pushing him still away from line. stretch it over the line yeah like, he's, he, he, he's like he's great you, you can't guard him you can't block him out of a game like properly effectively he's, mm. he's going to find a way to do it. he's obviously going to have down off games and stuff but like if you, if you if you've got a chance to put him in the team, you put him in your team, mm-hmm. and you don't need to worry about him. He's what twenty nine, turning thirty, so he's a little bit older. But mm. there's no reason to think that he can't do again. You look at Larry Fitzgerald doing what he does at thirty five. Mm. Brown for me is he's gonna be doing it later on. As silly. Well. <laughs> okay, great. It's silly how good he is. So we have so far Russell Wilson, Zeke Elliott, Antonio Brown, and Larry Fitzgerald. We're putting on in our wide receiver two as well. Okay, great. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty good team so far. So. Tight end. Yes. Who do you have? Let's talk about it. Um, so, Ian and I talked about this um, a couple of weeks ago, and I had a bit of a hot take in that, and this is going to be slightly fantasy-based, but coming into this year, um, my favourite tight end is Zach Ertz. Nice. Um, so, like, you, you think He was about, great for me last year. He, he was. I drafted him and then traded him to you, or maybe I dropped him and it made me very angry. Uh, yeah, I think I picked him, him off the waivers. Because you, you had, like, four players in the team at one point that I drafted, which is very strange. <laughs> Zach Ertz, for me, kind of had his breakout last year, and he was just, like, ultra-dependable. Mm-hmm. Every time you needed him to do something, he did something. He had When he played in the Super Bowl... He scored. He scored his touchdown. And every time you need him to make a catch, he made a catch. Yeah, um, he is. He is so good. He, he's great, and he's also a good blocker as well. Like mm, he, he, that's a big thing. Okay, a, a competent block. He's not a great blocker. No, he's, he's that's a big thing though. That. My um, tight end definitely does not have that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yours? My mum. No, they, uh, <laughs> Vivian has. Yeah, I agree. Right. Zach Ertz is great. And again, though, people be like, "Well, why wouldn't you just have Aaron Rodgers or Gronk or Kelsey?" But it's like we're allowed to have un, un, like we're allowed to have favourites that don't make sense or yeah, yeah. feel like someone's going to have a breakout season like that's part and parcel of this so my tight end is someone I think you quite like as well though is Evan Ingram um, just because I thought hey let's go for uh, you know a guy in his second year who's got a lot of potential mm. um, he's only just turning 24 as well in September uh, so for the Giants coming to second season he had 64 receptions last year for 722 yards uh, averaging 11.3 
a catch and six touchdowns. As a rookie tight end, sort of that's incredible. traditionally rookie tight ends just don't do anything. They're, no, they're, they take a while to learn. Yeah, stuff. that's it. And he was brilliant. He showed it in his blocking. Um, but they, what they say is that as long as they're keen, they will grow. Whereas a lot of <laughs> yeah. tight ends aren't keen to block. Um, he was fifth amongst tight ends with 34 first downs throughout the season last year as well. Um, I just think he has a lot of potential. And I think actually if you're building a roster, he's the type of guy which you could build on. Yeah, he's, he's kind of he's where tight ends are moving to within, but, the, within the league. And I think yeah. that you can use him all sorts of ways and that you put him on our team, actually he's going to be um, a bit of a nightmare for teams to kind of try and defend against. And so I'm actually going to go beyond that one. And Sweet. he's also super young. So, so far, we've got Russell Wilson, Zeke Elliott, Antonio Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, and Evan Ingram as our offense. So we'll do more next week to build that team. Yeah. Sweet. So before we go into our, I've called it the main meat. <laughs> is that okay? Great, yeah. A little bit creepy. But mm, meat. It's only <laughs> creepy if you make it. So creepy. the main meat is when we go our topic. But before I get that, uh, the first thing is called housekeeping. And something I forgot is that we will be on iTunes and things like that. So uh, we're thinking the top, just where you get your podcast, basically, we will try and be. Um, I think it's quite hard to get on Spotify. I've heard that it's really hard to get yeah. on Spotify. So we might have to do that a little bit down the line, <laughs> considering this is a pilot. Um, yeah. But yeah, so wherever you can find us, it'll be on, wherever you use your podcast, sorry, we'll be there. Um, and as we go on, there'll be some social media and that. But hey, today's more like, let's just have a, a chat and see how it goes. Um, so the main meet. Joe yes, Flacco, sir. Ben. Is Joe he Flacco. elite? Or is, it, or, is he, or is he Joe Flacco? <laughs> Oh, nice, nice pun. So going into going I'm into taking the... credit for that pun because I wrote it down. Oh, definitely. Well, but the main meat, that's it. definitely mine. Yes, that's not really a pun. That's just <laughs> oh, I'm not good words. at puns. <laughs> so uh, going into the Hall of Fame um, game, we obviously have the Ravens playing uh, yeah. and there's been a lot of chat about Joe Flacco because the Ravens are the first team in training camp, which was great from a Ravens perspective because I was yeah, like, get wow, early. Getting, yeah. and getting a little bit, you get more coverage because yeah, you're the only team throwing a football. Um, and a lot of people talking about Joe Flacco how bad he's been and how Lamar Jackson is going to take him out before the season ends, which before you get into this, <laughs> I think is crazy. I'd, I'd be surprised un- unless, unless the Ravens like completely capitulate. Which and, I don't see how start. Happening. When's their bye? Lewis, when is the Ravens <laughs> bye week? Um, so, so basically the point is unless the Ravens completely like fall apart and they had like have one, maybe one or two games, and by the time the bike comes out, I don't see a circumstance where they take Flacco out and put no. Jackson in. No. Um, obviously, like if if Flacco gets hurt, then that's a different conversation. But assuming he's healthy, I I don't really see a realistic circumstance where he comes in. They might throw him in for like a week seventeen game at yeah. the end of the season to like see how Chiefs he plays. Did. A bit like the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes last year. Yeah. Um, but like there have been people kind of saying that you know come week four, week five, they'll throw Jackson. In. I'd be surprised, very surprised. Mm-hmm. Week ten. Week, week 10. 10. So relatively late by. Um, same as the Browns, I think. Um, That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Okay. So, is he Joe Flacco or is he Joe Flacco? Um, I am on the fence. I think that when, when he first... So basically the stat that kind of sparked all this um, was that... Um, was the difference we saw between Joe Flacco before and after his um, rookie contract. So, uh, so he had his rookie contract, which is the first... Was he? He was a first round pick, wasn't he? So it'd be the first mm-hmm. five years of him being in the league, and then they signed professional contract, which often, if they performed well, obviously it's a lot more money. Yeah. Um, the rookie contract is relatively cheap in comparison, um, and so they won the Super Bowl with him. Yeah. On whilst he was on his rookie contract last year of his contract, um, which last was year the of best contract. thing he could have possibly done. 
Yeah. We would have been stupid not to pay him. Yeah, which was what earned him that contract. Yeah. Um, But so they signed signed him to that contract in 2013. Quarterback of all time. Yeah, highest paid. So since that point, so since 2013, um, no quarterback has been paid more than Joe Flacco. Um, But the Ravens as a team... Um, are 41 and 41. So they won 41 games and lost 41 games in that span. Mm. Um, and Joe Flacco, on his own as a quarterback, has been last in yards per attempt, touchdown rate, touchdown to interception radio, and second worst in quarterback rating, which is bad. I know. Um, it's crazy, so, isn't it? And, and it's, an, it's an incredible kind of split within that. And so I thought that you kind of look at that and kind of go, well, obviously, he's just really bad now. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, it's obvious you can see that there's been a clear dip in performance but at the same time I think that what I wanted to go and, and go away and try and find out was how that compared to other quarterbacks um, so Matt Ryan was drafted the same year that Joe Flacco was can I, can I pause you there Okay, you ready Joe Fantastico or Joe Flaco is that a pun yeah no it's not no, oh for no. goodness sake Joe Fantastico no Joe Flacco. <laughs> it's, got, it's got to use his actual name. You can't just. Yeah, Joe Flacco, Joe Fantastico. I'm, I'm vetoing that very, oh, very quickly. Guys, I've been so happy for like the last 30 seconds. I don't know why you're smiling. I just wanted to get it out. <laughs> I was like, I was giving all these negative stats. That, that, that is. Like... That is the title of the show, okay? Mm. Joe Fantastico or Joe Flacco. Wow. <laughs> Do you want a show to take off? <laughs> okay, carry on. Um, By the way, Matt Ryan was. The Ravens tried to trade up to get Matt Ryan in the draft. They got Joe Flacco. Right. And they couldn't. Um, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that's interesting. So we were after Matt Ryan. Falcons took him. We then went to Flacco. So Matt Ryan was drafted, as Ian was saying, in the same year. Um, under his rookie contract, they went 56 and 24, which is good. Very good. After the rookie contract, um, when he signed his first professional contract, they went 39 and 41. Um, so he, he played a couple less games than Flacco did. Um, but actually, the record was actually very similar. Um, and so and then Matthew Stafford, the year after... Um, they went 17 and 28 with him in his rookie contract. The numbers there are relatively small because he missed he missed most of one season and a couple of games in another. He's quite injury prone at first um, coming out. But again, after the rookie contract was 43 and 37. So again, relatively similar. If you want it, we're talking about elite quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I pulled up Aaron Rodgers um, as a comparison. Um, so when Aaron Rodgers was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, he sat out the first three years because he was behind Brett Favre. Um, but he came in in 2008, so I went from 2008, um, was the last year of his rookie contract, I, and then he signed a contract off the back of that. Um, so I went from that span, 2008 to 2012, um, which was the last year of his rookie contract and the three years of that contract that he signed. Mm-hmm. Um, they went 53 and 27. Um, that's when they won the Super Bowl. He had a 15 and 1 season. Um, nice. He was incredible. Um, and, then, um, and then he signed his contract. Um, but after that point, they went 41 and 19. Mm. So, so, you, so Matthew Stafford, they're quite. So, Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford are the closest. Yeah, so you can group those three of Ryan, Stafford, and Flacco together, and, you, and their stats are relatively similar in terms of win loss kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but then you have somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who is clearly elite as like a step, yeah. like a very significant yeah. step above. You can see and the so, difference. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so you could talk about whether or not Joe Flacco is elite. I would say. You can look at the stats and say no. I think that, yeah. um, but but he's still a competent quarterback within yeah. the league. Like I think that there there are teams that would in their current situations would trade for Joe Flacco. 
Yeah, I think personally, as a Ravens fan, obviously you see that bias. I think we're going to have a good season. I think he's going to play well. I think he has no choice but to play well. And he's yeah. had it easy and maybe gets complacent, okay? Great. So that was the main meet. Uh, <laughs> I feel good about that. Uh, so we're going to go into a bit of fancy chat. So we're going to do a fancy chat each week. Because what we're going to do is we're thinking about uh, entering this sort of show into a fancy league, okay? Uh, I feel like we're in one at the moment, which is potentially a 20-man, 20 20-team 20 league, which is like insane is significant yeah yeah <laughs> uh the rosters are going to be deep um so Lewis, traditionally you have like a maximum of 12 14 maximum um 20 i'm not even sure how it's going to how that's going to work but anyway we're going to if not that doesn't work we're going to go into another one and we will be basically picking a team each week or chatting a little bit about our team um and then asking people listening to see if they can send in some suggestions when we talk about waivers and things like that who we should be playing who we should be dropping um, and also, also, it's a great way for Lewis to understand a little bit more about fantasy. We can take him on that journey with us, and then hopefully we win a league. Because Ben, us yeah. two together, <laughs> that is the equivalent of Batman we, and Superman. We should being be team. unstoppable unless we just fight all the time. In which case, true, that, that it could be very divisive. And Lewis would be like, "Okay, stop." <laughs> we, need, we need kind of an arbitrator to yeah, kind of decide. True. Right. This well, what I've got is like we have a few friends who are in our league. Normally, I was thinking we could call them up. And if we ever are uh, in full argument 50-50, we get them to, they decide, okay? Tiebreaker, yeah. Yeah, because I've not got a clue. No, you'd be useless. <laughs> Sometimes I ask my wife, I'm like, okay, Mills, I've got, her name's Mills, honey. I say, I've got a dilemma. I either play the veteran old quarterback, which is going to get me a maximum of 20 points, but he's not going to get me lower than 15. Or I play the young guy who could get me 10 points, or he could get me 32. And then I let her pick, because then it's her fault. <laughs> yeah the, the the quicker you can pass the blame onto other people the better you feel about yes, it that's, that's true that's so we're going to do a little bit about that each week and it keeps us away from talking about our own leagues but today Ben you said you want to do a little bit about um, who you're hot on who you're not on for the fancy season that sounds incredible as well I'm on fire <laughs> uh, still not a pattern but um, but close. just before we get to that I have a dilemma excellent okay. so the way so just so you know as we said at the beginning of the show, I won our fantasy league last year. You know, it's, it's not a big deal, but it You've really You've not is. mentioned it more than once, so... I will mention it every week until I don't win. So that'll be around Christmas time. Anyway, so I won. Uh, and had the way I won was because I, I made a formula, basically, Lewis, okay? Is so, No, it's not cheating. No. It's clever, okay? Okay. So we played in a standard league with only eight people, which is, people might say, it's a little bit weak, but we only trust eight people not to forget to play. <laughs> and in American fantasy football, if you forget to play, you were in a league, basically. Yeah, end off. I had an average of, uh, so I had a number, of the amount of points my team needed to make for me to win, basically. So if, I, if my team could make 94 points, I decided that I might lose a few games when uh, my opponent has a overly good week, but on average, I will probably scrape through games. And honestly, three to four weeks, I was winning by two or three points. But the, the, yeah. the formula worked. So the way I made my team wasn't hit or miss. It was, okay, I'm going to get players who I can sort of guarantee are going to get me eight to ten points in the positions I needed, okay? We're moving to a half-point PPR. My, di- my dilemma is, what is that average? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea to work it out. I got a D in maths. <laughs> I, I don't pretend to be good at maths. A calculator is my best friend and also my worst enemy when it still doesn't help me because I don't know how to make maths happen, okay? So in the next, next week, we're going to dig deeper because Ben said he might need time to work this out, okay? But this is the secret syrup, I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, this is how you make your drink taste good. But are you just giving your secret syrup away willy-nilly? No, because people still have their own tactics. Okay. This is equivalent to playing a certain formation. People might not do it because they don't fancy it. Because people might say, I need to be getting a lot higher than the average to win games consistently, okay? Whereas, like, okay. So, next <laughs> week, we're going to dig deep into the averages. But for this week, Ben's going to tell, tell us about some players he loves. 
Um, so what we've seen over the last few years in fantasy football is rookie running backs coming out um, mm. and just kind of tearing the league up into pieces. You have people like Gurley and Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott coming out, um, who did incredible. You had players last year like Kareem Hunt got off to a ridiculous start and broke every record he could yeah. find. Dalvin um, Cook. Dalvin Cook was great until he got injured. Alvin Kamara was unbelievable once the Saints Figured you know, it out. saw sense and traded away Adrian Peterson. Um, like... Over the last few years, we've seen consistently rookie running backs come out. And like the draft class we just had of rookie running backs coming from college into the NFL was loaded with incredible talented mm. players like Saquon Barkley, Darius Geis, Rashad Penny, Sonny Michelle, my favorite man of all time, Nick Chubb coming out. Um, like, and you know, Nick Chubb went to the Browns, and it made me very sad because he's, <laughs> he's just going to die there. Um, but at the same time, like you had players come out who were incredible. My favorite for fantasy this year is a guy called Kerryon Johnson. Um, oh, this is a big show. <laughs> so he was drafted by the Detroit Lions, who historically, they haven't had a thousand, round, thousand yard rushing season from a running back for too long. Yeah. Like, uh, since like 2008, 2009, or something stupid. stupid. No, it might, might only be 2012, but it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, they've suffered with. Like they picked a guy called Amir Abdullah a few years ago who was incredible coming out of college and just didn't translate to the NFL. Historically, they've had a pretty bad offensive line. Um, and so an example of that would actually be last season um, where Matthew Stafford was sacked 47 times over the course of the season, which was the second most um, in the league last year. Only Jacoby Brissett for the Colts was worse at 52. Um, and so they haven't had great offensive lines, but this year they've revamped it a bit. Um, they have what looks like, and certainly has looked in training camp as well, like a really good offensive line. Um, I'm very excited about what Kerry Johnson can do because he'll be their lead guy. They've got um, LeGarrette Blunt, who is old as old, um, coming in, who isn't really going to steal much from him. They've got theoretical and passing game, but the good thing about Johnson is he can feature there as well. Yeah, um, he, he looked good um, doing that, and I think that as a as a guy who actually in most drafts now is going a little bit later in terms of his draft position compared to people like um, Sony Michelle or Saquon Barkley, who's going in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's also great value ways being picked, um, and like obviously. Barkley is a ridiculous talent and is probably going to lead the league in terms of rookies coming in and doing their stuff. But I would have definitely my second, like the guy I would pick of the rookies come second in that would be Johnson. Mate, I like him a lot. It, okay, so I just quickly searched the Lions stat, Lions stat, okay? Great. Uh, so it's, this thing says, by now you're well aware that the Detroit Lions haven't had a 100-yard rusher in 65 straight games. <laughs> it's incredible. So basically, you, Lewis, uh, for the person who sat at the end of the table wondering what's happening, uh, <laughs> basically, you're a quarterback. For him to be successful, uh, a team needs to have a good running game, basically, because it distracts them from knowing whether you're going to pass it or not. This quarterback, Matthew Stafford for the Lions, just has not had that, okay? Um so uh, that led this guy to do a little research to see how many 100-yard games Matthew Stafford's had uh, since 2009, okay? So he's played in 124 career games and has had only six times. Six. Uh, six times has... Uh, seven times has he had a 100-yard rusher, okay? Seven out of 123. And in that span, he's six, to, six, six wins to one loss. What's it, it? So in games that he's had 100-yard rushers, he's six and one? Yeah. Wow. Sort it out. Yeah, and it's going to be th- insane. I think I, w- I would like to think that they have. I'm very excited about Johnson. Mm. There's been a lot of talk as well from the Detroit coaching team and guys like that of wanting, like, obviously seeing a very clear weakness in their team and wanting to um, beef it up and boss that. And I think that they're going to give Johnson all the chances they can for mm-hmm. him to 
be better than everybody that had before. Uh, that is our little bit of fancy chat. Next week, I'm going to find out this average, okay? Yeah. Okay, so we're going into our last segment, which is learning with Lewis, okay? So, Lewis, this is your time to shine or not. Um, so <laughs> well, I think it'll be not. I, what I want to know, well, we kind of realised this at the beginning. Um, so each week, just quickly, I'm going to ask Lewis some questions. Uh, if not, we'll explain some stuff to hopefully build his knowledge. Also, I think listening in to us chatting will help because you will pick up on things. When it starts to click, you'll understand. Them That's placing a lot of faith in our ability to teach. Yeah, I have the faith. Faith in yourself. Yeah, I do. Don't <laughs> I, I, I do too. Uh, so basically, Lewis, what do you know? <laughs> this could be good. What do you know about the league format and how it works? Try your best to explain it. Okay, so... In the way of like Premier League, you have 20 teams, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, I know that there's different leagues in different areas. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the end, you have so many... The top teams then go into the playoffs, yeah. which then ends up in the Super Bowl. So rather than mm-hmm. in the Premier League where over 38 games, the winner is the one who's won the most... Got the most points over 38 games. Yeah. In this, it's almost like pass you that and then an FA Cup run at the end. Yes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, more or less. Okay, great. So, to a Premier League footballer's understanding. Ben, yes. you explained the first part about it to Lewis in um, as minimum words as possible. So, there are 32 teams that compete in the NFL. They are yep. split into two conferences called the AFC and the NFC. Um, and within those two conferences, so there's two conferences of 16 teams, there are four divisions in each conference. <laughs> Right, <laughs> uh, is my face given away? That I'm yeah, yeah, so, okay, yeah. So basically, split in half and then divided by split four. Split in half yeah. and then split in yeah into four again. So the AFC has four divisions: yeah. north, east, south, west, like a compass. Yeah. Same with the NFC. Um, and then because again we're going 32, 16 with four in each, with yeah. four divisions in each conference. There are four teams in each division. Yeah. Um, you would you play against the three teams in your division twice a year, yeah. and then you get given. I think it's two divisions elsewhere to play against to make up your your mm-hmm. segment of, of seventeen games that you, of sixteen games that you play. And you have one bye week. Everyone every team has a bye week in season. Yeah. So there are seventeen so in it's the, actually seventeen weeks in season. Yeah. Okay. So across the NFL season there are seventeen scheduled game weeks. Each team plays sixteen games with one bye week put in there between week four and week twelve, I think it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So how does it decide that you would play against that it is it's just a, a computer so in a sim like obviously yeah. with with the premier league it's just kind of drawn a bit randomly of, yeah, okay yeah. you play the teams when it outside of your division it's drawn a bit randomly you say, okay you will yeah. play the afc south and the nfc east this year and there's a small amount of logic in the when i say small there is logic in the north south east west like where you get put on in your division some teams are Roughly. loosely popped in <laughs> yeah yeah but you can, if you if you learn where these teams are in America, it always help you to put them in the east or the west. If that makes sense. So it's relatively yes, to a degree, I'd say ish. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, where, well, on the east coast, there's just a big muddle of teams, so you, they have yeah, to separate them to a degree. <laughs> um, but yeah, I won't go full teams now. Okay, so that's that is a rough understanding. So then, basically, the winner of all of those divisions go automatically into the playoffs. Yep. Okay, so so eight teams go straight to the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, and then there are two wildcard teams from either side. From each conference. Yes, yeah. from each conference. So um, on the AFC, you get two wildcard teams, and on the NFC, you get two wildcard teams. They are the teams with the the best schedules, 
best uh, the, the, the best record best that record, didn't yeah. win their division. Okay. So, okay. say for example, you've got a division where two teams are very good. You, went very well. So you had one that went like eleven and five. One went ten and six. Yeah. Um, as an example, the chances are that a team that finished second in that would be able to get a wild card spot based on performance of everybody else. Did the Panthers yeah. make the playoffs last year? Yeah. Yeah, so the uh, so the NFC South had three teams from the same division go to the playoffs. So okay, they took the two wild card yeah, they took the two wild card spaces for the whole of that conference. Yeah. Right. Basically. So if you've got if, so if you're in a really good conference, you don't have to be like, oh my goodness, we're never gonna get to the um, playoffs because that yeah, division. You can be the Bills can. and get in with a nine and seven record and then yeah. completely die. Um at the moment the NFC Wish is a lot did. better than the AFC. Don't be fooled that the Patriots, like the AFC have won just as many Super Bowls in the last however many years or whatever. It's quite equal because the Patriots have dominated. But really, in teams, wide-spanning teams, the NFC is a million miles yeah. ahead of them. AFC, moment. you've got the Patriots, the Steelers, and everybody else. Yeah. And in, in the NFC, it's just kind of There's loaded with, with teams that are competitors every year and but five, have to face yeah. us, have to have to face the Patriots in the Super Bowl and so end up losing. <laughs> so NFC, AFC, is yeah. that east and west of the country or is that... Um, no. no, that's a split. No. That's a split. No. That's a split, and yeah. then they take. I don't really know the history of that. But... No, I think it was something like oh, learning with ben. the national <laughs> the national football league merged with the American football league. Yeah, like for real, and then they yeah, the merger happened, that. and I think they split it into two. So I think it's called the yeah. American Football Conference and the Northern yeah. Football Conference, or and also like conference or something silly. Franchises can move cities, so then it starts to become anyone's game. But we'll get to that another day. Okay. Okay. Everybody happy? Yes. Awesome. Well, if you've made it this far, we appreciate you. <laughs> it's a big uh, if. Like we said, it's a pilot show, so there's going to be lots of things we uh, tweak and adjust, um, and you know, it will be a little bit maybe shorter next time. I can promise you that. Yeah, we um, have rambled a lot, <laughs> but that's all a part of learning. And you know, what I like to do sometimes is get on the journey with someone. So if you have stumbled across this show, uh, come on the journey with us because we're going to be growing and developing together. Um, you know, for me, I have a great time, and I yeah. think we enjoy spending time together anyway. So we're going to keep doing this. Um, so yeah keep listening share it with some friends as well um, but maybe do that after episode 3 or 4 um, we'll be back <laughs> we'll be back next competent. week and then the week after I'm away on holiday so well, you know unless you two want to have a chat unacceptable yeah uh, we'll have a break then but we'll be back next week um, we'll I'll just record one on my own and be better <laughs> <laughs> the ramblings of Ben Barton and we'll have a, uh, some more players into our chosen 22 next week and we'll see if Lewis remembers anything we just spoke about yeah that'll be interesting okay yeah, everybody He's the happy? editor, so he can listen I, I, to as many yeah, times as he wants. But you, yeah, you could just again. re-record it later on. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, you know everything, Lewis. Really. I knew everything. Hold well on. <laughs> I'll even add in what an NFL and AFL league is. Oh, oh. Yeah. Well, did well, you just get that wrong though? No, well, I didn't. <laughs> NFC and AFC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that note, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.